Georgia Satellites are the, is the one. So, amen. <laughs> uh, last week we talked about being strong and courageous. And today I just want just a couple of minutes, you just bear with me, to be encouraged and comforted. Because we want to be strong and courageous, but we also need to understand that Paul, we're going to look in Acts chapter 20, starting now over the next couple of days, a couple of weeks, that he, his purpose, his goal, main goal as he ministered to the churches there in Asia Minor was to encourage them. And that's what I want you to see today. I want you to read with me in Acts chapter 20, verses 1 and 2. Um, after the uproar had ceased, have you ever been there before? After the storm had passed and it's calmed down, after the upward ha- uproar had ceased, Paul called the disciple to himself and listen to what he did. He embraced them. He embraced them and departed to go to Macedonia. Now when he had gone over that region and encouraged them with many words, he came to Greece and stayed there three, three months. Paul's main purpose was to encourage and strengthen the saints so they may stand strong in the Lord and be an effective witnesses. Most of us feel like the reason that we have church is that we meet together so people may be saved. And I'm so thankful that salvation does occur in church. But that's not the main purpose of the church. Listen, the main purpose is that we come in and be encouraged so that what we would do was as we walk out the doors of God's house that we would be an effective witness outside of God's house. Because guess what? Then not very many people came to church that wasn't already saved. Guess what? A lot of people don't come to church today ain't already saved we have to go out and be that effective witness and we need that encouragement today and and here we see the apostle paul did something that we uh, we struggle with many of us and that's he embraced the disciples he just wrapped his arm around them and hugged them and i know that me and you some of us don't feel comfortable doing that i taught our youth leaders for years the side hug how to come along and hug someone from the side to so it would be a little bit better in that manner. But I'm not speaking of a physical hug um, because uh, we all need that spiritual hug in our life. If your little child is scared um, because something happened, um, what they want more than anything in the world to make them feel better is for their mom to hug them, for their dad to hold them tight. And they can feel that. And, and they, it's special. Even with a baby, new ba- newborn baby, what they do is they, they actually remove the shirt even of the dad um, so that that baby can feel that skin on skin and have that feel of that embrace. Because what we need is that protection, that comfort. And what God is showing us today is, is that Paul knew that we needed encouraging, and that's what he wants to do. And we, as a born-again believer, as a part of the church, we need to be a church that's all about encouraging one another, um, edifying the saints. And where did Paul learn this from? He learned it from Jesus Christ. Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me, in me you may have peace. When I hear Jesus saying that, I can almost picture jesus with his arm around somebody one of the disciples and saying that in me you may have peace in the world you will have 
tribulation. The Lord knows that we're going to have some difficult times. The Lord knows we're going to have some struggles, some hurts and some pains, some separations. And tribulations is a word that would cover all of those things. Hard, hard times. He says, in the world you will have tribulations. But listen to what Jesus says, but be of good cheer. Why? I have overcome the world. Jesus wants us to know um, that we do not have to be afraid because he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, sound, love, um, power in the sound mind. And what he wants to do today is allow us to know that we can have encouragement today knowing that he has defeated death. He has defeated the devil and that we need that encouragement. And encouragement, encouragement makes it easier to live in a broken world. We live in a broken world. We live in a hurting world. And there's people around us today who need you to love on them. There's people today that need your hug. Um, and you may be the only one that would be able to give them that hug. And the Bible says this, encouragement gives hope. In Romans chapter 15, verse 4, it says this, and the scripture gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promise to be fulfilled. What we need today is to be an encourager. We need to be the one who's able to allow the scripture to give us hope and encourage us while we're patiently waiting on what God's doing in our lives or on, in someone else's life. We need to have those words, those pleasant words that are ready to encourage one another. In Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 24, it says, pleasant words are like a honeycomb. And I know that not many of you, probably none of you all, chewed on a honeycomb this week. Did anybody chew on a honeycomb this week? None of us, right? Maybe you had honey um, nut Cheerios, you know what I'm saying? But you didn't chew on no honeycomb. So we really don't know the sweetness of a honeycomb unless you've done that. But those words that God gives you to speak to people, they're sweet as a honeycomb. That's the only sweetness they knew in the Bible times, and it was health to the bones. We need to minister to one another by encouraging one another, and that's what Paul is showing us here in, in chapter um, 20 as we begin. We'll do this next week. But I, I had a rough week this week, uh, other than even the funeral of little, little Brantley, just six weeks old. Um, I was working out on... Um, um, Thursday morning or Friday morning. I don't know, I've lost time, track what's going on. I just share that with you because I want to remind you that I work out. You just don't get a body like this for no reason. You know what I'm saying? It takes some time and effort, you know. And um, I was working out, um, and I had a salad the night before. Because someone said, hey, fat boy, um, maybe try a salad and work and go to gym every now and then, so I did. Um, and when I was working out, I was lifting over my head, and I probably shouldn't have been doing that in the first place. And all of a sudden, the whole entire gym started spinning as fast as it could possibly spin. I'd never seen anything like it before in my life. I sat back and just was amazed. And I was just like, I can, do, I can get this to stop, and I tried to get it to stop, and it wouldn't stop. I'm like, man, this is odd. So I just sat down there and, and focused on, 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 that, on the weights for a moment, and it finally stopped. And I said, well... Looks like I'm going to live. So I got out of there because I wanted to get home before it happened again. I walked out in the parking lot, 
And I want you to tell you that parking lot started spinning faster than the gym started spinning. But listen, the good Lord worked really good. It spent the other direction. Right. Well, that's creative. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and, and, and I got really sick. I closed my eyes and tried to get it to pass away. And I, when I closed my eyes, I got sick. And I did something that goes with my name. But if you don't know what that is, you'll get over it. Um, and it was bad all over the parking lot. And um, finally sat down in the car. And I said, I, I guess this is it, Lord. Here I come. And I thought it was a heart attack. You remember, what was his name? It's the big one, Elizabeth. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I thought Samson was right. It's the big one, Elizabeth. I'm, I'm coming. And I, I sat there for a second in my car, and this one lady, I, I hope to find out who she is one day, she sat there and watched me puke out the side of my car. She's probably praying for me now that I would get over the, the drug and alcohol habit that I have. Um, <laughs> uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I, when I made eye contact with her, I could tell that she was thinking, should I go help him or not? But the funny thing is she chose not. So, uh, and I was sitting there, and, and, and I, I looked down at my phone, and I Googled, is dizziness a sign of a heart attack? Then I thought to myself, hey, stupid, if you can Google, you're probably not having a heart attack at this moment in your life. And I noticed when I looked down at the phone that everything quit spinning. Um, but then when I looked back up, it started spinning again. So I finally got to the doctor, and, um, and that by that time it, clo- it slowed down. For what it felt like was I got on that spider ride and rode it for about an hour and a half. And, and I got, when I got off of that spider ride an hour and a half, for about two days I was really drunk feeling like I couldn't stand where I was going. Um, and um, people in the hospital, the doctor's office saw me. I was like, whoa, I didn't know how to walk really um, to get where I was going. But what I want to share something with you, when I sat down in that car, my first thought was, "Is this is it. I'm, I'm checking out. This is that heart attack they've been, stroke, a heart attack they've been telling me about all these years. I'm ready, and I'm gone. I'm, I'm going out of this place. Of course, a lot of things went through my mind. But the greatest thing that went through my mind was, I get to see Jesus in the same room. I honestly thought that I was leaving. But the oddest thing happened to me was I was perfectly fine with it. And I want to encourage you today to understand the greatest encouragement you can ever have is that Jesus calls me and you to be ready. And I knew without a shadow of doubt I'd just done a little baby's funeral. And one thing that a six-year-old, six-day-old baby can say that no one else can say is this. Man, do they have a place in heaven today. And I just knew that little baby just walked off into heaven. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to just see that little baby. All those people. Now, when I finally figured out I wouldn't die, and it was a little bit better. But it renewed in me the spirit. Chuck, your job is to encourage people to be ready.
to be ready. And the Bible says this. Let not your hearts be troubled. In John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, there at the end. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know what you're going, where you're going, and we don't know the way. And Jesus said to him, and listen to this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And I am so blessed that it was renewed into me is this, is that I want to do is this, is to encourage absolutely everyone, hug you if that may be the case, encouraging words that I can speak to ask you to get ready for that day. Because every one of us, just like Danny sang, you know what we think we're going to be able to all tough, tough ourselves through all these next problems. I was sitting there and I, and I was trying to get the, the gym to stop spinning and I was like, all right, stop it. It didn't stop. And I said, you know what, if I can concentrate on this, I can make this thing stop. And I couldn't make it stop. And I overwhelmed by how weak I truly am. But the greatest thing is this. I'm overwhelmed by how strong he truly is. That God is a mighty God. Believe upon him today. And understand that he loves you so much that he gave you the possibility of getting ready. His only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's pray. Lord God, we love you and we thank you and we praise you. Lord, our